Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwind, joined by co-host, Morg. How you doing? I'm pretty exhausted, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Um... Same here. I haven't had a day off. Um... Once. Same here. I, I actually I mean, worked it through Saturday and Sunday. It wasn't work for me. It was driving to my girl's best friend's birthday party, which was <clears throat> two hours one way. And then... As I told Pan before the show, by the way, welcome Pan, all the co-host. Yay! <laughs> uh, as I was uh, telling her, I ripped part of my thumbnail off at the end of that drive. So that was fun. Oh! And today was Thanksgiving for us because my parents are doing their usual thing of leaving for Thanksgiving for their anniversary. Do you believe this oh. is their 37th that they're celebrating? Oh, that's nice. If yeah, you guys are I mean, wondering it, it why is, but they always do skip out on Thanksgiving, so we always have to rearrange Thanksgiving around their anniversary trip, like, every time. <laughs> if you're wondering why they, my mouth sounds, like, a little bit muffled, it is because I am eating carrot, so uh, I'm sorry if this affects the audio recording. Okay, yeah, I was like, duck? where's the crunch? Mm. <laughs> I heard the crunch. These are very I did just then. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we're going to continue movie night round two. Um, I still have a decent bit of movies to go through, but as we are recording on a Sunday, we're probably not going to try to go too long because Pan has to be up. I have to be up. Morg, I don't know if you have to be up early or what. Oh, definitely. So... I guess we're gonna we're gonna try to make best with the time we have. So, um, Pan, why don't you start us off with uh, another another movie you would like to suggest to our our audience? Pass. Oop. I can't. Oh, pass. Okay. pass. You guys, because I talked a lot last time. You guys. Uh, sure. You guys have more movies oh. than me. Uh, Fortuan, you're gonna have to go ahead of me because I want to double check to see who the producer <laughs> and the director was for my next okay. movie choice. No, that's fine. Um. I have all of mine in order. It's it's good. We're we're good. Uh, anyways, so I actually watched this this past week again, uh, and it still holds up. So I will I will lead off by saying this is one of my favorite kung fu slash martial arts movies ever, and this is The Protector by uh, Prashia Pinkyao. I Sorry for butchering the name, which went over this last week, but we didn't get to this movie. Pan and I did. It came out in 2005. Um, it's known for being one of the first of Tony Jaw's movies. And if people recognize that name right now, maybe because he's in the new Monster Hunter movie coming out. Yes, and there was a new trailer for it. It looks so good! <laughs> I haven't watched the new trailer, honestly. Um, anyways, not, Tony Jaw's really it. good. Um, he also does the Ip Man and Onbok, if you anyone's watched those. But the Protector is where I first saw him. This is uh, this is a bonkers movie. Have have either of you seen this? No. No. So it talks about the legend of these specific warriors uh, who were trained in I don't remember the martial art, um, but specifically trained with protecting the king's elephant in battle that is like badass and 
there's all sorts of weird, like, super rough, like, 2005, like, CG scenes that are, like, flashbacks of, like, the old times. Like, everyone looks like stone. I'm not even kidding. They just look like stone fighting in a battle protecting an elephant. Um, but there's a lot of, like, connection between, basically, someone is assigned to protecting an elephant. And Tony Jaw's character is grown up in sort of, like, modern day, a.k.a. 2005 modern day. Um with protecting this baby elephant that was born from his father's elephant that he's protecting. And basically he gets the elephant gets stolen along with the father elephant um, to be sold as meat in an underground black market in Sydney. And Tony jaw goes to save his elephants and kicks ass all along the way because that's what he does. In this movie. It is insane. It is like... it. The plot is really thin. I've basically just told you everything you need to know about the plot. It's, it's super thin. But like a lot of martial arts movies, they're kind of thin anyways. Um, it's just there to sort of serve as like point A to point B for various set piece fights. Um, but the set piece fights in, th- fights in this are freaking amazing there's a part where he he goes to that underground restaurant and it's got like a spiral like i don't know if you guys have seen this in in, in anything i remember there was a museum in chicago that had this sort of structure you kind of go up a spiraling ramp a bunch of floors it just continually spirals up like at some sort of like walkway and then oh yeah yeah he basically goes up a whole building fighting like 50 people up this ramp and throwing them off and kicking them through stuff and various things. Oh, and yeah. one of the things I love about this movie, obviously there's staged fights, obviously it's choreographed and that kind of stuff, but uh, some of the hits look like they're super real. Like you look at it and you're like, oh no, all that poor stunt actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see his head just like <laughs> jarred to the side and you're like, oh, that was... Ooh, maybe he took that too hard and stuff. But one of the, one of the other things I like in the actual the camera work in this thing is it always in, even in the fights you can tell what's going on a lot of times. Like one of the things that I don't like of like modern action movies and stuff is there's a lot of jump cuts and it's hard to really follow the action. It's like here's this hit, here's this hit. We don't and, and they they hide a lot of stuff with a lot of cuts. Oh yeah, that, one, that drives me nuts. Yeah, this one doesn't do that a lot, um, oh, and it's like good. it just stays on them for really good fights. There's, there's, uh, but they do this thing where they're sort of panning, and the camera will sort of like quote unquote lose sight of Tony Jaw, and he'll just come back in screen. A lot of times by kicking someone through a wall, like <laughs> it just like it just sort of like uh, like the spiral thing I was talking about. It just slowly going up the spiral, like it's some sort of like. Uh, just like going up, just on the, on its own, just going up the spiral, and it's not really following Tony as as much as Tony's trying to keep up with it, like like one of those um, forced movement levels in Super Mario, where he's just trying to keep up with. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, I I uh, I love this. I love this movie, and I actually my dad had never seen it, and doing the research for this podcast uh, when we did it. Um, the first, the first iteration of this, I actually found there was a sequel to this movie, and um, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to get this. And also there was uh, The Raid and The Raid 2, which a lot of people say are really good martial arts movies as well that I haven't seen. 
So yeah, the protector, and it's and I will say there's the I I have a lot of movies that have like here's the serious one and now here's the funny one because I really like comedy comedy sorry comedy. <laughs> um, Everybody and, loves comedy on the lookout. Uh, I know Morg and Ace and I all three love this movie, which is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yes, um, two two thousand two Steve uh, Odekirk o- Odekirk Um it's just a hilarious martial arts spoof. Uh, Pan, Pan, have you ever seen this movie? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to explain it too much. You just need to watch it. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. They basically stitched a couple movies together and replaced one guy over the main character. And they do some ridiculous voice acting. Have, yeah. you, um, <laughs> have you seen uh, Kung Fu Hustle? Yes, I have. I like that one as well. I think I like this one more because I saw it first. It's kind of one of those deals, and I think a lot of people like Kung Fu Hustle more because they saw that one first. I think Kung Fu Hustle is older, too. Yeah, also, there was a point where Spike TV just had Kung Fu Hustle on, like, every day. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is ridiculous as well. It is. It's like like watching a Looney Tunes cartoon, but there's real actors. Yeah. Yeah, Spike TV is so good. There's like in Kung Fu Hustle, there's that fight where they're using like the musical instruments. Oh God, like, I love that scene. Yeah, where they're fighting that's with the, the one the I remember giant the most. Chinese guitar things. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're just like sound blasting at each other. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, one of the movies coming up actually has a parody to that scene. I'm pretty sure. So we'll we'll talk about that. It's a little teaser for later. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I love Kong Pal Under the Fist. Um, just a couple scenes that aren't really spoilers I love is, like, when um, he's a baby and he, like, loses his family and he's, like, trying to set out on his own as a baby and ends up falling down the hill. And the little old lady, you think it's, like, you know, like, that, that happens a lot in movies. It's, like, the little old lady finds the boy and, and like, raises him and stuff. And the yeah. little old lady picks him up after he's fallen down the hill and he's crying. And it's clearly just a toy baby as well. Like, it's not even <laughs> a baby. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, you sweet little thing. Here you go. And she just rolls him down the rest of the hill because he stopped. <laughs> just goes, bye-bye. <laughs> you hear this baby going, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it was so good. I love it. And then there's the crazy like CG cow fight. Oh my gosh. That this was is the, this beautiful. is also around the time where I was playing a lot of Diablo 2 and there's the secret cow level, so like a yeah. cows were just a funny thing at that time to me. So that yeah, it's always it's always just stuck with me. Um so yeah, that's that's Two of them that I have. Did you guys find some of the other movies in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking All right, Morgan, of Kung, hit me. Speaking of kung fu movies, okay, Big Trouble in Little China. It's got Kurt yes. Russell in it. It's amazing. Yes. I highly it recommend this to anybody <laughs> who's ever seen. Like, if I think it's an '80s movie. It is because yeah, it is. Yeah, I think because I think it came before Mortal Kombat, and I think like one of like uh the big weather gods that was in that movie, uh Raiden. Um, from Mortal Kombat was actually based off of one of those characters. You know, based off of that character. Um, huh. 
Damn, I, I, yeah, I was actually really surprised that, that uh, one of the characters from Mortal Kombat was based off of Big Trouble in Little China. I was laughing my head off. I, I think it was because of, like, the big straw hat that he's wearing and he's shooting lightning everywhere or whatever. Um, oh, my God. Just amazing movie. It's about a truck driver who goes and, like, rescues uh, this uh, this one girl from, like, this weird, evil... I, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I guess he's, like, a like a dead spirit of, like, an sorcerer. emperor or something like, or a yeah. sorcerer or whatever. And he's, yeah. like, trying to, he's, like, trying to become, like, uh, mortal again by uh, marrying some girl with green eyes or whatever. It was... Re- oh, man, what a good movie. Super funny. It's just hilarious. Like, <laughs> Jack Burton. <laughs> oh, my God. Super good. And, oh, yeah, and then there was a part where, uh, like, they're trying to get, like, through this uh, one area or whatever, and then they're like, the door's locked! And he's like, is 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 it made of paper? And they're like, yes! And he's like, well, fuck it! And he just goes and just slashes his machete through it, and then just walks through the door. It was so funny. Mm. Oh, my God. He's, like, so, yeah. just so practical, and everybody else is just, like, so into, like, um... Uh, the East, I don't know how to describe uh, the way that th- their thinking is. It's very into, like, the Eastern culture of things where they're just, like, stuck in, like, the folklore or whatever, where they're all about the yeah. magic and, like, spirits or whatever. And he's, like, just so Western and realistic in, like, the way that he thinks. It, it, he's just he's just blunt and to the point, and he just gets to it, and he just solves all these problems or whatever. And there's, like, even a part where, like, the bad guy, like, um, what was he? I think he, like, picks up a... Uh, um, Kurt Russell's knife. He's like, mm, it's a good knife. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Burton. He throws it at him. He catches it, throws it back in the back, <laughs> sticks it right in his head. It was, oh my god, it was just the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. And then there's that, um, what was it, that guy who's like the master of wind or whatever, the god of wind or whatever, he sees that and he just like freaks out. This just starts inflating until he gets to the point where he like's just about to burst. He's like, oh, yeah. It just blows up. Oh man, what a great movie. Um... I guess uh, yeah. this next movie that I have, um, it, it's kind of interesting. I I would recommend it if you guys hold, like. Hold um, hold, hold on, real films. quick. I wanted to say a couple things before you moved on, Morg. Okay, so, yeah. I want to say that you know you talked about Mortal Kombat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as wanna... as much as I don't want to talk about the uh, Monster movie a lot, it's the same guy who's directing yeah, it, and he I has know. he he has some <laughs> hits. I like the Mortal Kombat yes. movie. It was Conversely, he also did Soldier, which is a Kurt Russell movie. I oh actually like God. Soldier. Yeah, I actually I, like that one. So I also liked AVP, which was also done by um, what's his name, who is currently doing the Monster Hunter movie and did the Resident mm-hmm. Evil films. I actually did not realize this until I actually went back to AVP and I saw it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's the guy. It's well, I the mean, guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, like. He didn't fail me with AVP. Like, Alien vs. Predator was actually a pretty darn good movie. Um, mm. I, I, I don't know what to say. And after seeing, like, the latest trailer for uh, Monster Hunter, I, I'm actually more willing to watch this film. Like, it looks super goofy. Oh, come got, on. You were fun. never not going to watch it. Well, like, yeah, there now a- I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the more I see of this, uh, the more I'm willing to actually give it a chance. Now I actually can't say that I don't want to see this because it looks like it's just going to be goofy, hilarious, and just really fun to watch. Like, it's probably going to be really stupid, but you know what? I I don't care. It's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, so uh, this next movie that I have, it's actually called Trick or Treat, and it's uh, written and directed by Michael Duff- 
Dufferty or Dufferty? I don't know how to. It, what it is is it's like um, it, it's kind of like a uh, a collection of like little uh, horror stories all put together. Like they're all interconnected in some form or fashion, whatever it may be, where they all kind of like intertwine and whatever. Um, there's like um like a short story about like a serial killer who's like trying to hide the body of like this kid that he poisoned with candy, and then there's like another story where like his next door neighbor gets attacked by um this weird phantom spirit like it, it looks like a kid that's in like a scarecrow's costume, but you find out that he's actually like some sort of like evil spirit that's like supposed to be like the embodiment of trick or treating whatever, and because he's kind of like the Ebenezer Scrooge equivalent of it whatever, where he's like you know these bloody kids you know go home I don't have any candy whatever blah blah blah. You know, he's like, I hate Halloween, whatever. And then he gets attacked by this thing, and it's like, <laughs> it's out for blood. And he's like, he's like doing everything he can to escape it. He like even shoots it with a shotgun. And it does nothing to it, whatever. It comes at him with like this razor sharp lollipop. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I was like screaming, laughing so hard at that one story. And then there's like another one where like, um, where it involves werewolves. There's another one where it involves like. Um, a couple of kids that are um, investigating, like, um, this old ruined site where um, a bus full of handicapped children uh, fell off of a cliff and uh, mm -hmm. died. And then they're, like, looking for the bus or whatever, and then they end up finding the kids. And <laughs> that one was a really scary one. Um, yeah, there's, like, a ton of really awesome little stories in this. And nothing is what it seems in in. Um, in this movie, like everything has like its crazy little twists and turns for the plots, and it's just so enjoyable to watch um, during the Halloween season. Um, okay, I really, I really couldn't recommend anything else better. And it's even, I think, been the winner of the Audience Choice Award for Scream Fest. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's excellent. It's a really, really good film. Okay. Alrighty, um, Pan, did you did you find one of yours? Yes. Or Okay. So, uh, I this is I was actually watching this movie last week when I was like sick and unable to come uh, to last week's podcast. Um, I was watching yeah. the uh, the original uh, nineteen I think it's nineteen ninety one Adams Family movie. I think it came out yes. in ninety one. Yes, oh, that so. one is good. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. seen that movie in a very long time, and then and also like the last time I'd wa had to watch I watched it I had to like keep looking over my shoulder to make sure my mom wasn't about to walk in and catch me watching it. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But God, that movie is good. Mm-hmm. Now, if I remember, is this the one where the the like lawyer is trying to take yes. over or something? Yes, that's the one where the lawyer yeah. is trying to take over. Yeah. That's the only one on yeah. Netflix. I wanted to watch the the other one, which has all the same cast, uh, except for uh, Raul Julia. Um. Mm hmm But that's not on Netflix. Oh well. Yeah. I may have to watch that. But yeah, yeah. it's it is just like so good and like damn, Raul Julia is awesome as Gomez. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah. yeah no, I agree. Y'all need to watch Adam's Family. Raul Julia is an, was an amazing actor. Um. The reason he wasn't in the second one is because he was like he he died uh in like 1994. He got real sick. He was also oh, uh, for the for those paying attention. He was also M Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He was actually supposedly that's a really good campy one. Yeah, he was actually like a big name actor, but um, he he took that role as M Bison because his uh 
because his kids uh, liked Street Fighter and he wanted to be in a movie that they would like uh, because he was like really sick and knew he was dying. Oh, that's sweet and sad. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. Anyways, he yeah he plays Gomez and he's just he's super awesome and I really 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 like that old Adams Family movie. Yeah, it's so All much right. fun. Okay, well I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to take a, a hard turn off of these awesome comedic adventures and go into some serious drama here, or not serious? I don't know. Um, I only like, and these are, again, an, another pair of two movies for me, and um, I kind of feel weird saying this, but I, I don't like musicals in general, right? Okay. <gasps> just don't. Um, generally, I just, I don't really care for them. They feel overdramatic. I don't really like when they're suddenly break into song and dance for no reason. It makes no sense to me. But there are two that I really like. And one of them oh. is La La Land, and if you guys have ever seen this. Oh, no, I have I not. So this came out in 2016. I saw this in theaters, and this is a little bit of an insight to, I don't know, let's say the end of my marriage, when I started going to movies by myself because she just didn't want to do it anymore with me. So I was just like, fine, if you're not going to go, I'm just going to go by myself. And this is the first movie I watched. I actually watched it, I think, on my birthday by myself. Um, oh, Wow. Um, La La Land, and it's a romance movie, and again, a, a very rare that I enjoy musicals, but it's mm -hmm. just a really cool, it's really cool because it's like, it's like a sort of like a falling in love story that doesn't work out, and you don't see that a lot in movies, right? It's always like the guy and the girl get together kind mm -hmm. of deal, and it was just like, just like it didn't work out. And, and it, it kind of deal. And, like, it was interesting to to me. And then, like, I don't know. It's very it's very fantastical and grounded. Like, so it's fantastical when they're singing. But when they're not, it's very grounded. And it, I kind of found that uh, to be kind of funny in a way. Kind of interesting. Because, like, the opening scene is an L.A. traffic jam. Right? And you're like, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and then everyone gets out of their cars and starts singing and dancing. And then things finally start moving and everyone gets back in their car and they're all angry and cussing at each other again. It was just, it was just like, okay, okay, this is, it's called oh, La La Land. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm strapped in. So I actually really enjoyed that. And I don't really have much to say on that without like going directly in, into it. But like, the acting is really good. I, I like the concept. I actually have more to say about a movie that came out one year earlier in 2015 that I didn't see until it was on Netflix. Uh, and it's, it was directed by Richard uh, Lagravenesi. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what is up with the, all these directors and these very strange names. Like It's actually I mean, really hard to pronounce their last names. But uh, this one has Anna Kendrick, and and as a lot of people have seen in other movies, Anna Kendrick can sing, you know, not just in the whatever whatever Sing Star movie they did. I, I can't. I never saw them. The, what are the, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the, the one where they're like in an acapella group that goes to like, they had a couple sequels. 
I don't know. I never saw them. Anyways, uh, I don't remember. The Last Five Years is a romance movie about a couple. And again, it's another, it's a breakup movie, kind of. So from the, it's weird because it's, it's sung from, and, and the movie is, is going in two different directions in time. Um, with the girl, Anna Kendrick, it's going backwards in time. It's starting at the breakup and going backwards to when they got together. And with the guy, his perspective is starting with when they got together and when things start falling apart. So like, it's like they're like they're just sort of like, and they meet in the middle, and and you know, it's a really like I don't know, it's a really emotional movie as far as like relationships go. And it was really, to me, I thought it was really interesting that you're getting two perspectives and they're both coming towards each other. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what happens when they meet? Like, what? Because this obviously, for one person, is going really well and one for, for one person did not. Like, I, I want to see where this goes. Um, and it, it pays out pretty well. Like, it, it goes. Um, I enjoyed it quite a lot. And I don't, again, I don't normally like musicals, but. I think this one did it in a way that I was like, I'm okay with this. I'm totally okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my suggestions for musicals if you ever are into that. Um, yeah. Morg, are you tapped out? Do you got anything else? Oh, oh no, no. I mean, like, if there is one... Mu- well, actually, no. There's a couple of musicals that I do like. One of them mm-hmm. in particular is Mary Poppins, the original one. The one with Dick okay. Van Dyke. And, um, uh, what's her Julie name? Andrews. Uh, yeah, Julie Andrews. Um, damn, that is a, such a good movie. I like that movie quite a lot. Like, it has, it has nice charm to it. I mean, sure, it's dated, but you know what? I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> I prefer movies that are not modern very much. I, I mean, unless they're, like, super silly. Because, I mean, I have a hard time taking modern movies very seriously these days. Especially if it's like a Godzilla mm-hmm. movie where I'm like, I don't care about the humans. I want the monsters. Give me the monsters. That's all I want. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. But, like, um, for Mary Poppins, like, that one is just a classic. That, that is, I really appreciate it. Especially considering that they have a lot of, the, like, the 2D animated sequences and stuff like that. I mean, like... Sure, they're talking animals, and that's not realistic. But then again, it's Mary Poppins, you know? Like, when she pulls, like, crazy stuff out of that uh, that crazy case that she has, like, it, all of a sudden you see, like, what is it, a freaking coat hanger she comes out with? She pulls out, like, umbrellas and stuff like that. It, it's just wild. And it's a wonderful film. Um, and then for the next The musical, suitcase of many things. Yeah, the suitcase of many things, yeah. Um... For the next musical, um, it has uh, Julie Andrews in it as well. It's called The Sound of Music. If you like movies that are dated around the times of, like, I think it is World War... It's World War II. Two, yeah. They're yeah. leaving it's Austria an, to escape yeah, the Nazis. World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually quite... Uh, I actually liked it quite a lot. Um, when it's... Um, when it's a film that's about, um, you know, um, an Austrian family that is uh, trying to escape, like... Um, uh, uh, enlistment into like the the Nazi army and stuff like that, and them making their escape over to I think it's the United States. I think it's actually based off of a real story that actually did happen to um, an Austrian family where they actually managed to escape. Um, I don't want to say the Germans because you know, you know that's 
you know, they were the first ones to get invaded by the Nazis. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it was actually a really pleasant uh, movie about um, um, uh, a girl from a nunnery that, um, you know, finds true love with um, a single man who has, like, this crazy huge family. She comes in and she... Um, she looks after the kids, whatever, and improves their lives, you know, teaches them, you know, um, uh, how to really enjoy living again. And, you know, even like, you know, it warms the cockles of his heart, you know, and then, you know, there's some romance or whatever. But of course, you know, she's part of a nunnery. She can't be in a relationship. So she, um, I think she revokes. Yeah. Yeah. I think she renounces her, um, her, uh, what's, what is it? What, what exactly happens when, uh, uh people of faith, uh, choose to go against the, their uh, religion? I don't even know what the term is. Um, it, but yeah, it, it depends. Choose, yeah. It depends on which religion you're in and the sort of level you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, she, I mean, she says, leaving the church isn't really, I don't know. It, I think they handle it pretty well in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, no. Obviously, your calling is this. Go. Like, yeah, that is true. Yeah, her. yeah. Like, I think she yeah. actually did want to stay, but they were like, no, no. Your heart lies with you know this person you found yeah. love. You know, go, go live well. And so, yeah, yeah. She finds love. You know, they, they everything all works out in the very end. You know, they do that little bit of a performance for, uh, for the German army or whatever it was, and um, yeah, they manage to escape into the night. They all live happily ever after. Really, really nice movie. And you know what? The, the musical numbers were really, really solid. Actually, uh, I mean, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Mm, classic, beautiful piece. I mean. It's a good movie. I'm not a particular fan of it, again, because I don't really like musicals, but mm-hmm. it is my mom's favorite movie. I can give it that accolade. Mm-hmm. I like it very much. Very good film. It's solid. Mm-hmm. I can't be very fair to it. The movie was shoved down my throat so much as a kid. I feel sorry that's, for you. That's why I'm just going to say it's a good movie. and It is a, it is a, widely, it. <laughs> it is a widely high-regarded movie. Do, a Anyways, yeah, love that movie. Yeah, it's really great. I, I would like to. I would like to point out more. Not, not that you were being. I don't know, but it's 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 pretty like it's pretty okay when people leave the church for some reason or another. Normally, that's not normally it's not like a cult where they try to kill you for leaving. Normally, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said normally. Yeah. There are yeah. extreme cases. Um, so yeah. Uh I will admit, gonna, uh, I am a pagan. I mean like I have uh, you know I went to, I went to to mass with a friend uh, at their Lutheran church and my god the moment that I went in there like it just hit me like a wall of bricks like my eyes started stinging and watering and my nose was dripping and everything just burned. Did you did like, your clothes oh, catch on fire? My demon blood. Yeah, I was like, oh, my heathen blood. Oh, I'm allergic to all this Christianity. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah, all my friends were I, laughing. I, as like, as eh, having yeah, attended funny. very, because I'm, I, I'll get a little personal. I'm not den- denominational. I'm a non-denominational uh, Christian. Mm. But I have attended church at a lot of different. I've been to Pentecostal. <laughs> I've been to... Uh, I've been to, and a Lutheran was one of the ones I liked the most. Mm-hmm. Um, they love their musicals. They love to sing in those Lutheran churches. Oh, they didn't sing goodness. a lot in this one. There really? actually wasn't a lot of the Pentecostals. The Pentecostals oh, those, those people get excited. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it was like it was like a rock concert every Sunday morning. I'm not even kidding. Like it oh, was, wow, I actually worked. I actually worked on the uh, slideshow. I was the guy who did the slides for that church. Uh, it was actually the one I was on the board of for a while. Very early, I'd been there three weeks, and they're like, "Would you like to be on the church board?" And I'm like, "Uh, sure." I barely know anybody. No, it's cool. <laughs> they Coolest were really, guy in the room. They were really great people, but it was also the same church that told me that uh, Harry Potter was teaching people actual witchcraft, and then I proceeded to say Wingardium Leviosa at them. Hey, 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 this is no just, joke. In the Bible, saying, you're I, supposed to recognize witches because uh, they are servants uh, of the I've devil. Just, I'm just That's saying, actually a thing you know, in the Bible. it's a weird thing. I've always, I've always had my own mentality about that kind of stuff. When I like to call people out on it and challenge their uh, rooted beliefs, they don't tend to like that. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, that's okay. Uh, they still liked me. Uh, they still do. Um, I remember. But uh, you, you brought up, you brought up ahead. an ancient memory for Twine. Finish your story. Oh but you, yeah, you brought up an ancient memory about Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so what was I say is I've been to a Lutheran church and they they're very regimented on what they like to do when. And I will say like I have never ever ever purposely drank any alcohol, and that's my own choice. However, it was insisted that it was alcoholic like uh, communion every Sunday there. So it is the only time I have ever done any kind of alcohol and it was terrible uh, it, it was, was absolutely mandate. terrible it was it was and I, I was like you know what fine whatever you know it's just like a mouthful it's like one of those tiny little juice cup things like, like <laughs> yeah. between your fingers oh it's was it not, like the, the whole flesh of to... blood of christ thing yeah yeah it's yeah okay. that's what communion is and um yeah the first time i actually spit it out that was a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, you blasphemer so because i was like it burns oh this is real okay oh gosh because oh, <laughs> i don't drink that much the communion wine was like burning to me so i was just like Ugh. their god was looking yeah. down upon you and be like non-believer you shall be cursed with the burning of thy tongue and then you'd be like ah it, it's not that I'm a, not a believer. It's just a ritual yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. to me, that's just yeah. Anyways, that's a church thing. Uh, Pan. Yeah. So what about Harry? Okay. Potter? Well, first on the topic of communion, my my husband who mm -hmm. was raised very very Catholic, um, when he went to church with me a couple times back when we were first dating. This is before I got started getting hassled for dating a Catholic. But anyways, he was like incensed that <laughs> one, the communion is they pass around that tray with the teeny tiny cups and two, that it was grape yeah. juice. Mm. He was just like yeah. so baffled at that. Yeah, I, uh, mm. I prefer the grape juice. Could be honest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was... I actually asked them if they could do that for me specifically, and they're like, that's for the kids. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Please? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you, they're taking communion with like a little juicy juice box. <laughs> All right. Oh, but the, the Harry Potter story. So um, when I first moved out of my uh, parents' house, um, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We were actually living in Wyoming at the time, and I wanted to move back to my hometown in Nebraska. That that's another long ass story. I moved in uh, with some mm-hmm. fr- with my uh, with some friends of my parents. Uh, you know, while I was getting established here in Nebraska, and they mm-hmm. were they were cool with me living like rent free in their house as long as I would be like their their like on call nanny because they had mm-hmm. six kids. Between oh, at the time okay. they were between the ages of two and twelve. Okay. Um. So yeah, no. Pro- so yeah, fair and square deal and everything. And one time I'm just like chilling in the kitchen and I overhear the wife talking to her husband about how she was thinking about giving Harry Potter a chance. Um, you know, and letting letting the oldest kid read read Harry Potter. And so she checked out a couple of them, a couple of the Harry Potter books from the library. And she'd read the of uh, the first couple chapters of the first book, and that night she'd had just such evil, dark nightmares about witchcraft that she just knew it was a message that the books were evil and she needed to get them out of the house. Mm. Oh, dear Lord. Well, it's a good thing she doesn't know me, because well, I like listening to metal. Well, so did I. So did I, Morg. Ah. I, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so a couple months later, when I uh, moved out, when I moved out of there and uh, got my own apartment, I was actually for real living on my own. Mm-hmm. I walked down to the library, and I checked out the first, like, five Harry Potter books. And, uh... Whew, the librarian was like, "Oh, going, you know, going in for like rereading these this weekend. Man, I love rereading these every so often." And I'm like, "Oh no. I'm a religious kid who wasn't allowed to read these and I just moved into my first apartment." And this proud little Time tear to read some devil books. <laughs> this proud little tear Yay. showed up in that librarian's eye. <laughs> oh, <that's so> happy. <laughs> oh, nice. She's like, "Oh." I, uh... Yeah. I <laughs> I was privileged enough to have understanding parents who were nerds. So um, I actually didn't get into Harry Potter because I was reading R.A. Salvatore, the Dritt series by that point. <laughs> so, and that's like decapitation and, oh, yeah. like, you know, dark elves with their, you know, evilness of society and stuff. Now that stuff, I could see the church band. Yeah. But like, or like that. Th- God. Um, so I... I uh I just remembered like ages and ages ago we had like one or two of the Dritz books on audiobook on my husband's Audible account mm-hmm. we probably still do, and yeah that like opening scene where like Dritz's mom does the blood ritual while she's in labor to like kill off the entire rival yes. family. <laughs> yes, yeah it's it, I there's a word for it I don't remember the word for it I'm not I'm not that much of a Dritz nerd to remember that but like yeah there's an actual like birthing ritual it was actually forbidden. Uh, because it was, it was even a forbidden magic to the drow. So it was, yeah, it was some intense stuff. And there's yeah. a whole thing about, yeah, uh, his older brother, his older brother getting murdered by his, his, uh, middle brother yep. to just to succeed in the family and position. And it's like, holy cow, this stuff is dark. Like, like all the care it's yeah. And that that's the stuff I was drow. reading. Yep. Yeah, I, that's the stuff I was reading at that time instead of Harry Potter. Because people are like, I remember when Harry Potter came out, like everyone in my like middle school was like reading it. They're all like, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. And here I am sitting with the Dark Elf trilogy like, mm-hmm, that sounds good. There is a mage in here. Um, and he just murdered him with his swords. <laughs> like, that was, that was my experience with Harry Potter. I don't really... 
personally, I don't like Harry Potter that much. I'm okay with the movies, but I read the first book and it was to me because they evolved over time, right? They were very young focused and then they got older as they went on. But like, to me, I I like to read things in sequence and I just can't get past the very young focused early ones that I really didn't feel an interest. I finished the first book, but I had no interest in going to the second. And I finished myself, like, I did it on my own, forcibly, just to be like, okay, I am going to give Harry Potter a shot. And then I saw the second movie, and then the Basilisk thing, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there have been many yeah. things that have that have turned a mythological creature to, to fit their story that I'm just like, I don't like it. Supernatural is the other show that did that. And I was just like, Ooh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Your Wendigo sucks and you're going to get it. But Hey, that turned out to be a very popular ecology of mine. The Wendigo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, could you imagine what the Harry Potter, like chamber of secrets would have been like if it was literally a proper basilisk? What is it supposed to be like? It's like a rooster that has like snake tail. That's a cockatrice. Oh, it's a cockatrice. Which they are related beings. What is the basilisk? Like a lizard then? Basilisk is an eight-legged lizard. Oh, So for me, instead of adding, instead of doubling the legs, they took away the legs. And I was like, it's a snake now. Which makes sense for the parcel tongue stuff. Because that whole thing introduces that whole side of... Harry Potter's like connection to parcel tongue and his it and it works very well in the sense of the, I'm not saying it's bad writing and that kind of stuff it just irked me the wrong way because it was just like but that's not what a basilisk is and it's like the I don't know the the what do you call that stupid nerd rage for no reason because like that's not right like yeah com- like it's known for comic book people getting mad at stuff that's kind of what it was like for me now that I'm older, I accept it a little bit more, but I still I still never connected with the material. I think it's good. I just never connected with it. Honestly, I think that uh, the Chamber of Secrets, it should have been a cockatrice. That would have just been a lot more funny. Just saying. Sure, but well, then you don't get any of that stuff about parcel. So, yeah. And that was very important. Um, I mean, it, 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 hey, it could have been bilingual. You never know. All of a sudden, you just come in there, and then like that one girl who died, she was like... I mean, I was just in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden I hear this, and then she just dies. Well, um, so the thing with basilisks is that the according to the this like super ancient Greek uh, textbook on animals, the basilisk. No, I can't talk. The basilisk is the king of snakes. Mm-hmm. So, like that's that's why they wanted that imagery for the Slytherin guy. Basilisk. Yeah, and I get yeah, and the name itself that. means like prince. I feel the, the real um, king of snakes could have been a rooster. The uh, I being more of a D and D person, that's where I identified with the the da- basilisk because I, you know as a kid I saw that in the D and D books. So mm-hmm. like that's where I knew the basilisk from, and apparently, and I did some research on this at the time. It, there's a South American interpretation that puts it as that eight-legged lizard, which is what we see in D&D today. So That's it's like, pretty badass. I love that. But, again, all in all, they're mythological creatures, and she did do it to fit a certain thing. And there is, you know, what Lopan said, there is, you know, interpretations that make it a snake, the king of snakes. It's totally valid, but, you know, whatever time I saw that movie, which, gosh, I would have been high school, maybe earlier... Um, 
Yeah, like that didn't sit well. <laughs> At least uh, she got the yeah, hip, uh, the uh, the hippogriff right. Mm-hmm. Mm, sort I think of. So yeah. 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 I just did the hippogriff. That was the article I just released. I think so. Yeah. I think they did it right. Um. So, anyways, back back to the movies. Um, the next uh, the next uh, group of two are actually kids' movies specifically. Um, and I don't really need to go a lot into this, but I always loved it as a kid. 1989's Little The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, Disney movie. Yep. Um, oddly enough, for the songs, uh, Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl, I've always loved those because of how like peppy those two songs are. Sort of peppy and happy. Um, I also love Sebastian. He's one of mm-hmm. my favorite Disney characters. Sort of like the put-upon composer that ends up being sort of like Ariel's like like hand person. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I, I, you call him. My favorite scene from that whole movie was the scene where uh, Sebastian gets into that little bout with the chef. That by yeah. far is the best scene in the entire film. It's just so funny. Oh, my God. He's, like, just doing everything that he can to try and eat this crab or at least prepare him for a dish. And, like, Sebastian just doing everything that he can to try and, like, <laughs> stay Just alive. to get He's away. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, no, I, I've always loved that movie. Um, that and the Goofy movie. Those are the two that I really oh, got yeah. into as a kid. Ah, just... I love it. <laughs> the Goofy movie's on Disney+. And my brother has that. So I was like... Dude, I'm watching. Oh Goofy shit! Movie. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and, and the other movie I want to talk about because this song, uh, the song, sorry, another movie that has a big song in it for me. But this came out the year I was born, '88. Uh, Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time. Oh, now, mm. obviously, I love dinosaurs. Obviously, but this is as far as a kids movie this is this can be dark at times he, uh, he sits oh, there definitely. as his mom is D- don, dying don bluth gave no fucks <laughs> yeah no 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 doubt but see that's the thing is i made these kids movies like really good it's not like disney movies are like gloss over like yeah he's an orphan we know we won't talk about his parents or or like uh or the mom's dead or you know like what was the disney princess trope how many of your parents are dead uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. thing. oh my god yeah um, but anyways, Land Before Time, I've always loved that movie, and, um, I've always loved the, uh, the Whitney Houston, um, rendition of, uh, the title song. I can't remember the name of it right now. Hang on, I'm on the Wikipedia page. What the page. crap? Yeah, I was like, what the crap? Uh, Land Before Time song. Diana Ross sang it. If We Sorry, Hold On yes, Together. Diana Ross. I... Yeah. If we hold that. on together. There we go. That movie. Whoo boy. <laughs> and that song. I, I really my uh, my daughter can sing that song. Um cuz she I watched it enough with her and she started singing it and I was just like, "Oh, how do you do this, kid? How do you do that?" She I just hits me in the heart. <laughs> I actually have a video of her when she was like 2 singing it. Granted, with assistance, but like, oh boy, it was, it was pretty cool. So, uh, my sister, uh, she, like, my sister and I freaking love the Land Before Time movies. We watched all of them, uh, you know, growing up. 
as little kids. Which you know the yeah. the ones that came after were not were like made by a completely different crew. Like sequels, really in name only. Yeah. Um. Oh, huh. Kathleen Kennedy was one of the people behind Land Before Time. How about that? Oh wow, that's awesome. Um. Oh, speaking of. Yeah. Um, uh. But anyways, Land Before Time. Uh. I remember, I remember this text my sister sent me like a while ago. She's like, "All right, so I'm, so we're introducing the concept of death to uh, my niece, you know, her oldest daughter. Uh, name censored here, but we're mm-hmm. introducing we're introducing the concept of death to niece because uh, because the dogs, you know, getting up there in age. So I guess we're watching Land Before Time now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that is that is a way to do it. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's that's not a bad idea. No, it's not, because it, it deals it with it in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's actually mourning her loss for an actual decent... We don't know how long he's wondering. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, old Ruder, the uh, Edmontonsaurus yeah. that he runs into, um, you know, gives him a tough... and rough hard life lesson as as well sound like mm-hmm. hey you can't just sit here or you're gonna die like so pretty rough stuff actually i feel very bit i feel very sad like when i did my ankylosaurus ecology which i think was my third one i ever did no one got that i named one of the the uh i do that little quote in the beginning um and i actually uh, named the ankylosaurus the the old rooter oh no one got it and i was so sad <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, no, I got my Land Before Time reference. Aw. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so do, do you guys have other movies or uh, oh, God, I have yeah. five yeah. more? Go for it. Oh, I've got like two more. But yeah, you go ahead. All right. Oh, wait. Obviously, Lord of the Rings. Peter mm-hmm. Jackson's Lord of the Rings started in 2003. Yeah. I mean... I don't need to say a lot about them. They're, they're freaking amazing. They're kind of required watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I love them. Uh, I I have since listened to the books, watched the movies. I'm not kidding. Like it's the one time where you're gonna be like, "Oh, read the book. The book's better." No, watch the movies. <laughs> you you miss a whole character. Um, Tom Bombadil does not appear in the movies at all. I kind of. I see why that they did that, but also it kind of sucks that there was a whole character gone that was very important to the story. But then again, it has a whole different tone because of Tom Bombadil too. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then um, another one that is like, for me, kind of like required watching and Pan, I know we've talked about this movie a lot, Starship Troopers. Oh yeah. Uh, 1997, Paul Verhoeven. Um, I, I like to talk about this movie because it was the best movie for me being a dumb action movie when I was a kid. And as I grew up, having it be both amazing and be a parody for basically uh, fascism. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's not a dumb action movie. I mean, you can watch it as a dumb it's action not. movie and it's great. Yeah, but it is totally not a dumb action movie. And having actually uh, listened to the original book that it came from, too, now uh, on Audible, like... I was like, yeah, I mean, which is total different animal. Oh, yeah, it is. Entirely. It is. Still really good. Like, the movie, I still do 
I still do stuff like, would you like to know more? <laughs> like stuff like that. Like uh, jokes from that movie. Like I, it's really good. I really want a really good like horde mode video game with it. That doesn't suck. Yeah. By the way, that's starship troopers. Uh, they're the ones who popularized the space Marine. Mm hmm. Oh. In film, at least. No, I would no, no, say. the book. The book Starship Troopers, which came out in 1959. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where we get. Um, they were, that was the first, like, popular appearance of Space Marines. Nice. Which was held up in Doom. Yeah. Which I'm obviously a very big fan of. All right. Yeah. And also, for all you Warhammer fans out there, you really, really need to read Spa uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, see that. It's really, really good stuff. That remind that's Warhammer. That's what I'm getting stuff, that's what I'm yeah. getting a buddy of mine for Christmas now. I'm getting him a copy of Starship Troopers. Hey, we helped you decide Christmas. He's got stuff. he's got awesome. like the biggest like fanboyism for like Earth faction in Warhammer. Hmm. Okay. Talk about forty K specifically. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like I think Warhammer without the forty K is just high fantasy stuff, it is. right? Uh, it's it's yeah. sword and sorcery, brutal fantasy stuff. I actually have war the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Sourcebook. It's a fun game. It's a fun nice. RPG. It's clunky, but it's fun. Hmm. I have to look into that. I don't normally go outside of D and D, aka also Pathfinder, but um, I might look into that. It's it's good if you want to do a low magic setting, and it's got some fun mechanics that I think I've talked about before that I can talk about some other mm -hmm. time when we're ready to talk about such things on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll probably just lump my last three movies together. So I'll let you guys, any more you guys have to talk about. Uh, Starship Troopers is an amazing movie. Um, for those who don't know, because yeah. I guess we didn't really talk about what it is. It's about space Marines fighting giant bugs. Yes. And it's about yep. fascism. And if you boil it down. Neil Patrick Harris mm -hmm. is a psychic uh, SS officer. Yes. He is. Holy cow, they are dressed like the SS. Yeah. No, what? no. Yeah, he is dressed like an SS <laughs> I just officer. Realized. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Now I need a Neil Patrick Harris mod for my Wolfenstein. Yeah, hang on. Nice. I'm trying to find, a, I'm trying to find so a picture good. of him in his costume. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, yeah, it it's so it's so good. Like as like a military drama too, and just like a learning who you are kind of tale. Yeah, there's a lot exactly. of that. Right. Um, with Rico's Roughnecks. Like, oh, I loved Roughnecks. That was such a good show. Oh man, there's so many good things, and the the. It always gets me the creature design for things if it's really good, which the arachnids in Starship Troopers are so good. Found the picture. They're so good. Oh yeah, I've got to see this. There you go. It's in post episode discussion. Oh yeah. my god, he does look like an SS officer. He, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, he does. Um, so yeah. Um, do you guys have a, um, more to say? Would you like to know more? About, oh. about Starship Troopers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Casper Van Dien is the, was the prettiest man alive in the 90s. 
Oh, wow. That's something to be proud of. Now, that's Rico, right? Yeah. Okay. Like that jaw. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll go with the De- Denise Richards angle. Yeah. There, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was pretty good looking. She had um, nice hair, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he he had a yeah, he had a, yeah, yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> see, yeah, it took me looking wrong. at a picture to see that, yeah. Yeah, he he totally looks like he, he you know what? I need him casted as uh Billy Blaskowitz for Wolfenstein cuz that is that is him right there. And he can kill Neil Patrick Harris as an FS, SS officer. Oh my god. Which is kind of <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neil Patrick oh. Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is an amazing man. Nobody should make fun of him. He's I'm not making fun of him. Hmm? I'm not making fun of him. I didn't wasn't making fun Neil of Patrick him. Neil Patrick Harris. He's immortal. He cannot be defeated. He was Count Olaf, He's... and he did a pretty damn good job in. Yeah, uh, he did. Of he did. Events. Yeah, I love him in um, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he's really the only reason to be watching that show. Not really for m- much else. I mean, yeah. you don't like um Oh, what's his name? The other comedic actor in there. Um, oh, that guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the bigger one. Uh what's... Yeah. Oh, I don't remember his name. But he was funny. I'm terrible with names. Good. But I mean, yeah. like really like they're they're the they're the hooks. They're the only reason why anybody would keep watching that show because, like, the, the main storyline is just... It, that's what it is. It's just... It's awful. I actually really like the main storyline, and I kind <sighs> of connect more with the main character than anyone else. <laughs> man. Like, like it, the, they just rope you around for, like, guy. season after season, and you find out it's... What is it? Robin? The whole time? It's like, yep, yep, that's your mother. It's wow. Like, Thank you for that dad story. No, it's not Robin. What's her name? Rachel? Uh, Maurice? No. Uh, Shaniqua? No, no, no. Robin is a character. It is the... Yeah, whatever. I, I'm not going to spoil it. Yes, it's a good show. I... Don't listen to Morg. I really like that show. I never watched it. <laughs> he likes it. He likes it. Anyways. I like it a lot. Um. Okay, so this the last three movies... Um. I don't want to explain them too much, maybe because, A, they're popular enough that you would probably know, and I'll start off with that one. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World by Edgar Wright, 2010. Ah, yes. Have you not seen this movie? Oh, my God. (laughs) That movie is phenomenal. I love it. The vegan powers. My husband and I, we watch that movie. We watch that movie quite often, and um, there's something really funny about the the guy that Hugh, uh, not Hugh, the guy that Chris Evans plays. I think it's Chris oh Evans. Oh my Hang god! On. Yes. Hang on. Which one? Yes, the movie star. No, no, yeah, the movie star. Yeah. He is doing a Hugh Jackman impression. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is he? Yes, it's Chris Evans doing a Hugh Jackman impression. Really? Oh no, that's funny. Yeah, that is. Re- so rewatch funny. it with that context. Oh my gosh. I will have oh. to pop in. He's, yeah, he's, also, he's pre- Scott Pilgrim is currently on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, he's pretending to be Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I see it now. Oh boy. 
the jacket and, I just and everything. He's just being an over tack, uh, you know, just over the top actor, and just oh, dude. And I just watched Real Steel recently too. Oh, so that's funny to me. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. I. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, in my opinion, you know, the, you talk about video game movies not doing well. I think this, even though it's not an actual like direct video game turned into a movie, I think as a, I think this should be categorized as a video game movie because it is about video games and about the culture around it a little bit. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's a lot of pop culture too. It's music too. Yeah. Which also, what I said earlier, remember I talked about like the instrument battle that took, mm-hmm. you know, in. Yes, Kung the bass Hustle. battle. Yeah, I the bass battle in this so good. It is. Um, Damn that guy! I love the player. jokes. I love the like when uh, his um, when the main character like there was that girl that dated him for like a week or whatever. That's the drummer. Mm-hmm. And she like she's like oh my god just whatever and shoots herself in the head and it goes bam and she hits the drums like this yep. that kind of like uh, whatever at comedy. Just uh, I love it. Um, yeah, I just, I've always loved this movie. Um, excellent special effects, like just yeah, top notch. All sorts of visual stuff. that's so cool. Um, it's kind of weird. You have to fight a bunch of guys to, you know, to ha- hang out with his girl, but you know, whatever. I, I do like that. He's sort of like also trying to grow as a person and then like, he's like, I'm going to get a life and he just grabs a one up and like all sorts of just like really cool stuff about this yeah. movie. Um, taking a slight shift to another really good movie, although it is not, it is definitely not, it is fantastical, but it is a lot more serious, which is the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Um, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I think this is his best movie. Uh, this was by, uh, Michael Gondry in 2004. Have you guys seen this? No, I have not. Uh, I really should. I probably should be watching more Jim Carrey movies, actually, to be honest. Because it's actually not also that bad. on Netflix right now. Hmm. Um, very depressing in some ways. Uh, it's very much about dealing with like depression and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but also fantastical. Also has Frodo, or AKA Elijah Wood. Um, Are you sure it's not Daniel Radcliffe? Mm, well, I mean, sure. well, if you if you watch any I'm of those AFK Arena. <laughs> commercials or ads or whatever they are on YouTube. Yeah, they show up quite a lot and they do feature a lot of Elijah Wood. So, yeah, it's kind of hard not to see him. Is a is a really good movie about erase what what is the what is what happens in your mind if you try to erase someone? Oh. I love it. I oh, love that's it. that's pretty funky and pretty deep. You know what? I'm going to give that movie a chance. That sounds like a really it's good a very, movie. It's a very high concept thing that ends up being a pretty decent movie as a result. Um, and then the last one I have, and this is a fairly obscure movie. I'd be surprised if you guys seen it or even heard of it. Uh, it's called Interstate 60. Um, it was, was by Bob Gale in 2003. Another high concept movie. Um, essentially... It's got, uh, I don't, I'm very bad with actor names, so I'm sorry. But it's got the guy who plays alongside Sonic in the new Sonic movie. He's also, uh, 
uh, Cyclops in a lot of the X-Men movies. James Marsden. I remember yes, him. Yes, James yeah. Marsden. He's the main character in this, and he's it's sort of like a like discovering your life uh, movie. Okay. Because he he makes a wish, and uh, there's a it, again it's another high concept thing. Keep this in mind. Um, he makes a wish. He wants to know, basically, what his answer is supposed to be to life. Not not like the answer to life, but like he wants to know what should I do. He has he has uh he has. I wouldn't say an anxiety, but it's like decision anxiety where he can't decide what to do. Oh, okay. Um, it's like an existential thing. Like, it's a personal, like, yeah. kind of like, what am I here for kind of thing. Right. Um, it's got a lot of bigger actors. It's got, oh, gosh, the doc from Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd. Let's see, Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, a lot of... A lot of people in this movie. Um, it's it's got uh, Michael J. Fox as a cameo because obviously you got Christopher Lloyd, um, and it's just a bunch of these like things about people on the road of this. this basically, it's a road trip on this Interstate sixty that is sort of like a magical highway or whatever, and just all this high concept stuff. And it's really cool. Um, oh, you do get a Bob Gale did did the Back to the Future movies. Okay. That's why yeah. I, that's why I know his name. Okay. So yeah, yeah, Bob Gale did this too. Yeah. Okay. Um it has a really hilarious character uh played by Kimberly from the original Power Rangers. Really cool. hilarious. Wait, the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers from the yes. 90s? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I will spoil it a little bit. She is like a like you know how like um people used to like I don't know so it'd be like, oh, the pink Power Ranger was the hot Power Ranger, and like kids would do that. Um, like that was a thing. But one of my friends was really into the Pink Ranger for some reason. Again, I've never had that <laughs> that kind of hang up. But uh, um, there's a part where she plays like a super slut and tries to sleep with the main character, and it's really funny. Um, and it also has like uh, it's just a really good good movie. Um. But basically, it also has uh, the. It's all kicked off by the idea that the big one of the bigger, higher concepts is isn't just that Interstate sixty is like Interstate sixty is like a place where anything can happen. So they talk about a uni a universe of infinite possibilities. If anything can, uh, if if there are infinite universes, then anything can happen, and you could be in the universe where X thing happens, and. There is, they also talk about the concept of every culture has like a wish granter per se, and except for the United States doesn't have sort of like a local wish granter. Uh, but uh, they come up with the concept that there is one. He says, what happens if a, with a leprechaun migrated to the United States and got knocked up, I think they say with a Cheyenne, uh, what they say is Indian, but a, a Native American from the Cheyenne tribe. And you come up with, O.W. Grant, or One Wish Grant, is the name of this sort of half-leprechaun, half-native that grants people wishes. And if he likes you, he'll grant your wish, and if he doesn't, he'll kind of send you on a wild goose chase or whatever. And it's also about making wishes and that kind of stuff. It's just, it's really, it's a really high-concept and crazy movie. Like, all the road stops are just different concepts of, like, 
there's a town that's literally about drugs. It's just, what is, what about drugs? And, um, again, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names, but the sheriff of this town, we just talked about him in Big Trouble in Little China. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is the sheriff of that town, and he does a really good role for that. And it's just, it's a really good movie. You'd have to find it, though. It's pretty pretty obscure. It was obscure. I had to really look for it in 2005 when I got it. So two years after it came out, it was hard to find. Wow. So, that yeah. says something. Yeah, it, Interstate 60. With all those people, I couldn't remember any of their names. <laughs> there you go. Also, it has Amy Smart. I remember that one. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. That's all my movies. Well, I've got, I think, maybe... You know what? I'm not sure if I should have it as two or if I should have it as three because I'm trying to remember what the third one was. But I think I'm going to start off with these two. Now, they are kids' movies, but they are pretty good Mm -hmm. ones, actually. And they're both of them... Um, are actually produced by Steven Spielberg's uh, Amblimation Animation Studio and released by Universal Pictures. One okay. of them, one of them is American Tale, and it's the second. Well, actually, yeah, the first one was really good, but I'm focusing on the second one. It's called American Tale Two Five. Oh Will yeah, goes West. I was gonna talk and- about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Five yeah, Will Goes could- West is amazing. Yeah, it's a fantastic. I thought that film. was a Don Bluth. Um, that one, it, it had, oh, let me see, who did it have in it? It had Dom DeLuise, Jimmy Stewart, and John Cleese. Now, with a lineup like that, how can you say no to that kind of a film? It was just, mm, so good. Um, and then, uh, the next one, uh, that I wanted to include in this was We're Back, uh, A Dinosaur Story, which... It's actually it's yes. kind of a wonky, crazy film, but it's really it's really fun. Like it plays around with the ideas that like some crazy super scientist goes back in time, gathers up a bunch of dinosaurs, gives them some strange magical cereal that makes them super sentient, and yeah, then the brain has, cereal, yeah, yeah, brain cereal, and then has them going to his muse- museum of natural history. What a revelation! And then, of course, he's got, like, an evil brother, Professor Screw-Eyes, who's, like, tries to, like, steal the dinosaurs and then make them feral again so then he can have them as part of, like, his crazy horror circus. Oh, man, what a good film. Love that one. Really fun. Plays around with the idea of, like, um... Uh... uh, The concept of, like, um... Uh... What makes, uh... You know, what makes, um... A creature sentient as opposed to just being a base animal. I like that. It's a good yeah. film. Um, also, a lot about what makes a family. Yeah, it is. Also, yeah. it is a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, because no there's the... Yeah, because they, uh, they oh, go yeah, in they the parade. The yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I I really just hated the design of those dinosaurs. Yeah, the yeah I like, they definitely... I like, the, I like the versions of them when they were evil. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. When they were not. They cartoony. were definitely more realistic when they were evil. Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the evil designs on them so much more. I will say I had a problem with the Triceratops eating hot dogs, even as. Oh well, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. I was on such um, a hot dog binge after watching that film. Like I, I was just obsessed with hot dogs after watching that movie when I was a kid. Oh man. Oh. 
I also, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to bash the movie. I love it, too. I love that um, the turn back the clock. Oh, the yeah. oh God, no. I, I, I love that song. I do have a problem with the uh, pterodactyl, though. She's a little bit too... Um, Promiscuous? I, yeah. <laughs> and the only female. <laughs> she's like... She's dinosaurs got, like, are for she's, boys. She's weird. Do what? I said, well, duh, dinosaurs are for boys. I suppose <sighs> you're right. No. You know? uh, well, I mean, no. I, guess... I don't... I don't... I didn't even agree with that as a boy. Like... <laughs> Uh, it was just looking well, back I, as a boy I didn't have a problem with it but it was like it was just weird I was like why is she like that that's so weird but like as I'm older it's like I feel like that's a little problematic like the only female character is just like could you one get... trope there <laughs> could you imagine what would have actually happened if there was like some sort of like interspecies relations between the T-Rex and like the Pteranodon uh, I mean, left to her devices, it sounds like there might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, you could get like a red dragon out of that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, that's the way to be. That's That would be actually pretty sick. That's the only thing I would condone from that film. Um, yeah, and then uh, American Tale. Like, uh, what is there to be said? Like, you know, like, it's about, like, a family the of, The lazy like... eye. Oh you my know? god, yes. <laughs> I... I didn't really even know that uh, the f- that this was a sequel. Oh, I yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't no, know I didn't about the first for one time. for a long time. Yeah, and the first one in comparison, I don't like. I don't. The well, first it's a, one it's, I a, found it's a completely different movie. Oh, it yeah. is a completely different movie. Like, like uh, yeah, you know, it's about think- like Russian Jews fleeing the fleeing the Cossacks. Yeah, yeah, essentially. It is. Is exactly that, yeah. and then then you find them. They're like they've they finally settled in a new country, and like they're still being chased around by like giant cats or whatever. And then like they're like coaxed into like uh, going to the west to to build a new life. Like it, you know, there's a lot of historical homage to like how things actually happened. I guess as far as like how history sort of per. Like it's weird. Like I, I don't know really how to describe it. Like it's kind of it, like it's it's a cartoon interpretation with like animals as people, but like it really also says people a lot. exist. Like how? Like <laughs> I'm actually surprised by it. Like there's actually like some some historical ac- accuracy. Not a lot, but like there's some to it. And <laughs> with John Cleese playing as, like, this very um, uh, deceitful and evil cat that's, like, trying to convince all these mice to go to the West just so then that way he can, like... Um, he puts them in a giant uh, mousetrap. Yeah, he put them in a mousetrap. He puts them in a mousetrap-shaped bleachers. <laughs> yeah, he sl- just hopes to slap them together and make a mouse burger, and then it's so fun. Oh, my God, it's just ridiculous, especially... When they're all in the saloon chanting mouse burgers, and he's like, "Yeah, one more again, like, mouse burgers." And he's like, "Let the saliva flow!" And, oh my god, I was just laughing my head off as a kid. It's just most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. And <laughs> when you've got Dom DeLuise as a cat, like big mm-hmm. scaredy cat, whatever, and then he's, mm-hmm. he's and getting then, taught by Jimmy Stewart and to try Jimmy and become Stewart a dog. Yeah, makes him a dog. Oh my god! <laughs> Straighten up, partner. You gotta act like a dog. <laughs> So he funny. stretches <laughs> out like, his ears. 
teaches him to fetch, um, and he just goes over. Do you know? Grabs it. They kind of play with this concept, like that sort of relationship between the sheriff and the cat. The 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 you gotta act like more like a dog, sort of like the old dog teaching the cat new tricks kind of thing. They play with this in Pets too. If you've ever seen that. Now, oh, I see yeah. a lot of these movies because of my kids, but it's not the same, but it's like, that guy, I feel like someone watched Five of Goes West, because that dog... Granted, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he isn't an old drunk. That was another thing, is they were very open about the fact that he was a drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The wily burp. Yes. Yeah. There's always, there's always that um, stereotype where, like, there's like a... There's like a a new town in the old west that you know is being plagued by like these evil gangs or whatever that are trying to own everything, and then there's always like that drunk sheriff who has to get his shit together. You know, it's always like that one that one character. I don't care who it is. Like, if it's El Dorado with like um uh what is what's his name? Oh my god, I can't believe I can't believe I forgot it. Oh, what is it? John Wayne. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. The legend himself. I can't believe I forgot him. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that is just unforgivable. I've been terrible at remember. I can't blame you, Morg. Like, I couldn't remember, like, most of the cast. We even talked about a few of the actors, like Kurt Russell earlier. I was just like, why am I blanking on all these people's names? How do you forget okay. a name like John West? Oh my god. Oh man, it's just shameful. Do. Yeah. And El Dorado was a fantastic movie as well. And like it's like about like a an old war veteran, um well, two war veterans. One of them becomes like the sheriff of like a, a township or whatever, and the other one I was becomes kind of going like a bounty the animated hunter. One. I but also anyways. thought he was talking about the road to El Dorado. Yeah. That's yeah. why I got so confused. That was- that, that was a good movie. But yeah, like, it, it, same concept, pretty much, where, yeah, um, you... Wiley Burp has to has to whip himself into shape. And also, um, uh, Dom DeLuise's uh, Tiger. Um, and it, I think, oh yeah, I think it was in the second movie, where, like, yeah, where uh, uh, Tiger's, like, trying to keep his relationship going with, like, this one Miss cat Kitty. girl or whatever. Yeah, Miss Kitty. And whatever. Was, I thought it was so funny. She's like, I just want a cat who's more like a dog. And, and she just leaves him, and he's like, no! whatever and then he goes out to the west and he proves himself or whatever and then yeah they get back together i was like that's great awesome i i love the scene where they are like lost they're both lost out in the desert oh my god and they god, pass yes. each other by and they're like hi mirage Fival. hi mirage tiger and they just walk right past <laughs> yeah. each other they just walk right past each other yeah. it's so good oh man that that was a <laughs> <laughs> or the part where he like kisses an owl, thinking that that is his love, the love yeah, of his it's, life. Yeah, it's Miss so Kitty. Funny. Yeah, yep. And then he gets uh. captured by he gets captured by these Indian mice, and he has yep. like a peyote like fever dream. Mm. Oh my god! Yes, that was amazing. And then they like revere him as as like does he does he get revered as a god or as like a chief? Uh, he's a god. He's a god. Yeah. They start worshiping yeah. him and bringing him fruit. Yeah, that that was amazing. I love what a good movie. Oh, like mm, yeah, there's there's a lot to that movie that just makes it amazing. Like even the part where uh Fievel's sister like becomes like a saloon girl and like um 
Oh, those, that like, song. And stuff like God, that. I love that yeah. song. That was a good song. Yeah. I like that. That was that's, really well done. That's kind of a thing those cartoons had back in the day. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit with Land Before Time with... Um, Dan- I'm just forget it. I don't... I can't remember anything today. With their, t- their sort of, like, featured song, even uh, the first American Tale with Someone's Loving Me and this one um, that she does, like everything had like a featured song and they even do it um with uh, all dogs go to heaven there's a featured song as well yeah but, like yeah. i i thought that was interesting because like we don't do that anymore we just have Except a, it's a Disney- bunch of songs yeah. from existing artists now um mm-hmm. well i mean like i mean it's a little dated at this point but like frozen had uh let it go that's that's true and moana think- moana had a song too not as big as let it go but you know Mm-hmm. Moana had a lot of songs, but those are like Disney movies didn't do that. I know Disney movies like they just have a bunch of songs. Like I, I mentioned, uh, both uh, Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl. Those were big. Oh yeah, you know, songs in the day. But like they don't. They're not like on the like the box. They'll be like featuring the song. You know, if we hold on together yeah. by. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We don't have I'm to sorry. remember it. We referenced it in the past. The, the audience knows. But yeah. Yeah, that seems to be something of a rarity um, with animated films um, where they would have like original songs like specifically written for the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas like nowadays, a lot of it is like, uh, I, I don't even want to get into it, where they have like epic orchestral pieces where you know it features a lot of like you know like uh, classical have, orchestra music to make it like, or you have so kids grandiose. movies like like uh the emoji movie my girls loved the emoji movie mm-hmm. um and the all you get is just a bunch of pop songs just sort of thrown in there and it's yeah. fine it works but it's just like and it's not like they're terrible but it's just like it's mundane. It's not made for the movie, right? It's it's they're 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 fitting them in a piece. What's another? Wreck It Ralph does this with uh, Ralph breaks the internet. There's just, there's a bit of that too with a bunch mm-hmm. of. Um, yeah, it almost seems a good like movie. Yeah, I mean, like it just seems but, like the the music is just kind of tacked on, mm-hmm. rather than something that was like made with the film. Yes. Yeah. And I think Disney does that better than anyone these days. Oh, And you get absolutely. songs like Let It Go. I think they tried to remake that magic in Frozen 2. I don't even know the name of the song they tried to do it with. Mm. But the one where... Uh, uh, what? It's Sven? Right? I don't I know. His name. I, I was not a little girl, and I, I have a little boy. Uh Frozen is not on the rotation. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't really like Frozen because I was dating Christoph. a girl at that time. So yeah. Um, I have two little girls. Yes, but I saw Frozen. I, I mean, that's not fair. Okay, okay, yeah, I have two little girls. That's yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> My husband worked in a daycare uh, when Frozen came out. Oh boy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I didn't have any kids when Frozen came out, though. 
Um, uh, we still watched it, the the ex and I, and she saw it with a friend or something. She's like, "You got to see this movie." I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll I'll go see it." And then I ended up seeing it more when I had the girls. Um, but I did end up seeing Frozen Two because of the girls. That is entirely correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I see a lot of like the emoji movie I saw because of the girls, which I don't. People really hate on the Emoji movie. It's okay. It's not terrible. It's better than Angry Birds. Blippy. Anything's better than Blippy. I'm just gonna say it. Like Ryan's Toy Review and Blippy. I'm done. Done with it. I I would. I would watch Angry Birds the movie ten times over. (laughs) What about the B movie with Seinfeld? You like jazz? They love the B movie. They love it. Every B. Every single bee they find is named Jerry. Oh, no. Every single bee. <laughs> well, I mean, at least they love bees. Bees, we need to keep safe and sacred. There are wonderful creatures that produce so many wonderful products, including natural waxes and honey, which is really good for the immune system. Highly recommended. Keep those bees but alive. But you're stealing their honey. Well, I mean, like, if they produce According more the than they movie. need, then you're fine. But I mean, you know, yeah, you, you can't steal everything. But I mean, you know, they got to be able to survive the winter. Anyways, but yeah, anything just, but wasps. This reminds me of the part in the movie Thinking B, Thinking B. See, I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> thinking B. Thinking. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Again, another movie I would rather watch than Blippy, and I think Pan can agree with me on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. Really How bad is this movie, Blippy? Let's take a look. Actually, okay. Blippy is not a movie. Blippy is a YouTube channel. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna check out. Okay. <gasps> oh, that motherfucker! Yes. I didn't Blippi, know who this Blippy. You okay? Yes, that motherfucker. Yes. Oh, yeah. This Blippi, guy can go. Snowflake Blippi. scavenger hunt. This guy oh, can go. Fuck. This guy can go fuck himself. What's so big about him? Probably does. Watch some of his videos. Uh, you know what? He's Maybe so I'll just... goddamn obnoxious. They're they're mind-numbingly stupid and obnoxious. He's just obnoxious. a grown-ass man playing around on toys, showing off all his toys to like two-year-olds. Oh yeah. And here's the funny thing: is like you had people like oh god, you had these kind of so shows bad. with like Blues he's, Clues. He's a diet Pee-wee Herman oh, with less my substance. Gosh. Yes. Yeah, Pee-wee Herman was amazing. I didn't like Pee-wee's Playhouse as a kid, but, like, Pee-wee's Playhouse had something. Yeah. Right? Had something. Uh, Even Barney. People hated Barney as a kid. I liked Barney as a freaking dinosaur. Um, But, you know, like, the... There was like stuff in there, and it wasn't you know they they like oh we're all learning and stuff, which is fine, but like Blippy never. Blippy just runs around and plays it's... on stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, he tries god. to teach them things, but it's like super quick and super out. Like he's like, oh, it's educational because I said this one part of the video. Like, okay, <laughs> that was quick. I had to catch it because I was the adult, but like, like uh, the kid didn't notice that. Like, the kid isn't learning anything from it. Oh, man. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll go down a, a YouTube channel I hate rabbit hole here soon. If we don't stop. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's drag this back on topic. 
I got I got two movies left. Okay. All right. So since we're on the topic of westerns, uh, Blazing Saddles. Amazingly enough, I was allowed to watch it mainly because I think oh. it's mainly because it's my dad's favorite movie of all time. The, it, it should okay. be. It's a great yeah. film. I love it. <laughs> it's a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Uh, for dear listeners who are not up on their 1970s comedy films, uh, it is a it's a movie by the uh, the great Mel Brooks. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And it is it is a movie uh, where this this evil governor is trying to build a railroad through this town, but he needs the town mm-hmm. emptied. So he hires bandits to fuck up the town. And then because he's the governor, he also, like, he's pressured to uh, appoint a sheriff. So he just gets this random black dude to go be the sheriff of this, like, super racist western town. Because he figures that people would rather leave than have a black sheriff. And uh, then it's basically about the the black sheriff. His name is Bart. uh, Dealing with the people being racist at him and also dealing with the outlaws. And Gene Wilder becomes his, like, deputy and helps him deal with everything. And it's so funny. (laughs) he was so good in it um oh yeah harvey corbin was the evil bad guy and holy crap is he so funny because oh wait has anybody ever seen the carol burnett show no no okay i have not you have to watch it because it yeah. has harvey corbin in it and um oh frick what what's his name uh, da, 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 uh wait uh, carol Bear, Bear, burnett Show, come on, show me the cast. Give it to me. I need to find it. Oh yeah, it's got Tim Conway in it, and he was hilarious in that show too. And oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna recommend that show. Carol Burnett show, phenomenal piece. It's got a whole bunch of silly mm-hmm. skits in it. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but it's literally like four people in it, and they've yeah. had like a whole bunch of yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, on. Ca- yeah. Carol Burnett show is pretty uh like. What's the word? It's like it, it's pretty famous as like a great. It was a great show back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've just never personally seen it. Same here. But yeah, Blazing Saddles. It's one of the funniest movies that was ever made. Um, definitely deserves it. I th- is it rated R or PG thirteen? Oh, I think it's rated oh, I R, but say- I think. They had a PG ver- thirteen PG-13. version of it, where they took a lot of like the 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 dirtier jokes out of it. But um, yeah, um, I've got the uncensored version of it, and it's definitely R rated. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of swearing. I mean, there's a there's a scene where this. Oh yeah, because they hire a they hire this stripper to like discredit yeah, it's, him. It's R rated. Yeah. It's sure. it's so Definitely. funny and could yeah yeah that was like one weird movie that I was allowed to watch growing up. Um, yeah, amazing movie, and the, the titular song from it, uh, there, there's a, there's this, like, uh, old-timey country song that goes along with it, and the guy who wrote the song, they didn't tell him it was supposed to be a parody song. (gasps) Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He gave his heart and soul into it. It, Yeah. It was in the opening credits. Yeah, he's, no, the guy who wrote it, I don't remember his name, but he's like an, he was like a famous, uh, uh, he was a famous, like, country music guy. Okay. Can't remember the name. It's called The Ballad of Black Bart. Mm-hmm. Let me look. No, no, that's a book. Never mind. Black Tom? Nope, that's a book, too. Uh, whatever, just Blazing Saddles song. 
Yeah, it's it's just wonderful. Um, so that that movie definitely recommend it. Um, it yeah, and Mel Brooks Ballad is one of the Rock Ridge by John Morris. Uh, it's just the opening title song, I guess, is what whatever. Um, it I'm trying to find it now. I had it pulled up and then I closed the tab. Holy cow! There's twenty six songs. Yeah. Frankie Lane, maybe. There's the YouTube video if you care to listen to it. Okay. Um, but then the other the other movie that I wanted to recommend it's a little bit obscure. Um, it's I call it kind of a steampunk movie, uh, The Rocketeer. Okay. Yes. Oh, I haven't Very seen steampunk. this one. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, a, yeah, boy. it's a movie that uh, I think it takes place. Pr- yeah, it takes place prior to World War Two, mm-hmm. and. Basically, this stunt pilot, this like, or this out of work pilot, like, randomly finds a jetpack. Uh, he finds a jetpack that's like this, like, secret. Uh, the the proto Nazis have developed it, and they're they're like secretly working on it because they're gearing up to invade Austria because it takes place in like the 1930s. And uh, so he finds this jetpack, and he uh, he uses it to like do like stunt shows and stuff but then the the Nazis find out that he has it and they come they come like looking for him so then he goes on this adventure to like get the to give this jetpack to Howard Hughes so that the Nazis don't have it wow and yeah and yep. yeah it's so it's it's a really fun adventure movie um i'd compare it i'd kind of compare it to sky captain in the world of tomorrow which is another fun okay. steampunk movie. It's not very good, Sky Captain, but it's fun. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that sentiment. Uh, but yeah, The Rocketeer. Um, it does, uh, yeah, really funny movie. Alan Arkin it plays the the Rocketeer guy's like buddy, and he's he's funny as hell in the movie. That's that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I was a I was a pull out of the hat for the Rocketeer. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. That was uh that was another one of those movies I watched over and over with my dad when I was a little kid. Yeah. Okay. Like The Rocketeer, Roger Rabbit, and uh Five Will Goes West. Those three movies were like yeah. those were my jam when I was like five. My dad lost a lot of Star Trek and Star Wars. My mom was very into Star Trek. My dad watched Star Wars, but he was very confused by the fact that the first movie that he ever saw in the 1970s was Star Wars Episode Four, The first movie that came out, and he was like, what is going on? And so he just started watching the movie, and he was enjoying it, whatever, but uh, he had a number of criticisms for it. And actually, I, I I will admit, I do have a number of criticisms for the original trilogy of Star Wars. But in all honesty, I think that they're the best films. Hands down. But we don't have Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, but we also have... That armor's too thick for blasters. 
And then they just trip up the machine with cables, fall it over, and then they shoot it with the blasters, and it blows up! Because <laughs> uh, it no longer has the shield generator running. But he specifically said that armor is too thick for okay, blasters. Okay, fine. And I was like, I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I'm not. I I like the ships the most. So yeah, I uh, I got I got so riled up once. There was a uh, we had a May the Fourth celebration at one of my places of work when I you know one of my previous jobs, and there was a tr Star Wars trivia, and every department had to put up one person to be like the um like the contestant for that department, and it was between me and one other guy. Who blew me out of the water? His star, his Star Trek knowledge—not Star Trek, sorry—Star Wars knowledge was way above mine. He he knew a lot more obscure information than I would have, except when it came to the vehicles. That's the only thing that I oh. that I knew better. We had a question, and it was like for the win, for the department win, and they were like the uh, first scene on the planet Hoth, the giant. <laughs> robot like the four-legged walker yeah machines uh commonly called the walkers uh are called AT-ATs. what does AT-AT stand for no one could get it and i was just like oh, it's so easy guys come on <laughs> they're like <laughs> no and then that, what they did is no one could answer it. Um, they would ask the audience, right? Which it never counted. Yeah. Right? Just the way the audience gets it. And I was like, I, they asked the audience, I, was, I blurted out. I was like, all-terrain armor transport. <sighs> I was like, <laughs> and the guy was, it was part from my department who beat me. I was like, Steve, I'm very disappointed in you. Very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Um, well, I think I... Wraps us up for tonight. We got any other final thoughts? Honestly, I could just keep going with movies now because now I I, I, I could keep I'm, going all night, but we got we can't yeah, go I mean, all night. We're gonna have to do a part. Very three. true. No, that's why I wrote down a list, and I was like, I'm sticking to this list because <laughs> uh, I have a box full of movies sitting over there. Did I already I, like mention I said, Bruce Campbell's Army of Darkness? I think I did in the last you episode, did. didn't I? You did. Yeah, first mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Groovy. We might revisit this topic again, and I'll have to remember. I'll save this list that I wrote. At least I remember ones I did. Um, but yeah, uh, well, we'll we'll see what we're doing next week. We, you know, it'll be what post Black Friday. So mm, okay. Yeah, oh boy. it'll be the Saturday after Black Friday. Yeah, so we'll see if I finally manage to get that PS5. Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. This is uh, Fortuan. You can catch me at Hunter's Up Pod on Twitter. Um, and then uh, I'm going to drop a bomb on you, Morg. I'm sorry, but yeah. uh, I will no longer be streaming on Twitch. I am <gasps> not. I'm not feeling it. I didn't. I wasn't enjoying it the past couple times. It's just, I feel it's, uh, I take up too many nights of my week doing various podcasts and other things. So, sorry. I just, uh, it's yeah. just another thing I'd have to do on a set schedule. And I'm just like, no, I need, I need more free time. So, 
Hey, any more evenings open? I should say that's understandable. Um, it's it's a it's kind of a lot to do. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. No, it is. Because again, I'm always you know you know willing to play when I'm available with other people. I've been doing it with Monster Hunter for quite a while. So, but I am working on a lot of single player games, especially for um, the next Bickering Bucks. Started working on Age of Calamity. So I don't know if you guys planned on getting that, but that mm-hmm. came out Friday. Might might talk a little bit about Hyrule Warrior-esque games. Because I know you guys love those Dynasty Warriors. Yes, might Dynasty do. Warriors. Mm. Good game. I, I think I have some thoughts on the genre as it as it holds. Maybe maybe it'd be a a good episode. Because did we actually do an episode of those? We we put them in a list of something. Yeah, we that. talked about them a bunch, and we've talked about them quite a bit. I don't think we've ever done an episode about them. Yeah, okay. I think I think we should. I think we should. I think so too. But anyways, yeah. I'll catch you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, since um, yeah, since I'm going to be working a lot, um, there isn't really much I'm going to be doing except for you know being on Twitter, you know, just trolling people, <laughs> having fun. Um, and I'm also probably going to be uh, keeping tabs on like what's going on with this new Monster Hunter movie, like uh, especially with like this last trailer that came out. It was pretty awesome. There was a lot of teasers about like what other monsters they were going to be adding into it. Um, I'm also probably going to be, uh, posting, uh, my progress on 3U. I've already, um, beaten Giganox. Yeah, what is with everyone playing old games right now? Like, I don't you, know. Ace, there's another guy, like, playing Freedom Unite. Like, I'm just like, I, I get it. I love the series, but dang, you guys are going back. Oh, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've had oh, my Phil Iceborne. Kanta's and... been playing 3U. Well, you know, after having played so much of Iceborne and having gotten used to, well, it's not really a Monster Hunter game, really, per se. Like, it is by namesake, I suppose, but really by the way that it plays, it's not really a traditional Monster Hunter game. Um, it's more of a hack and slash than anything else now. Um... Yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of uh, feeling that old vibe. That's a discussion for another day. I have thoughts on that, but yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of interested in going back and just getting back into the classics and just really appreciating those older games. Um, yeah. Once okay. I get a PS Vita, I'm definitely going to be playing some Freedom Unite, and I'm going to be capturing snapshots of that. I think I can actually capture footage of um of it. Um. If I have it connected to the PS4, I'm not sure if that's actually possible. If I can actually project it um, uh, onto the big screen from PS Vita to PS4 to big screen, I'm probably going to look into that. No idea. If I, I can, yeah. that would be awesome because I would love to share like uh, my progress in that game if I do get a PS Vita. Actually, no, not if, when. When I get a PS Vita and when I get a new copy of Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Because, oh, I really need to sink hours into that game. And I'm also probably going to be showing footage of, like, Trials of Mana. Because, yeah, that game is really, really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to really say. Because that's all I'm going to be doing. Okay. Uh, Pan. Um, working a lot. Yep. Except I, for the holiday. Yeah, actually, this week I've got a super light work week. Um, I think, I've like, I've got to work Monday and Tuesday and then half day Wednesday and then I'm off for the rest of the week. So I'll be derping around online when I'm not at work and uh, kind of just my in-laws are coming. So 
I'll be around. You can at me on Discord if you want to chat about movies or video games or what have you. Okay. Oh, I will say, like I said earlier, Hippogriff Ecology is finally out this week. Yeah. It's doing, it's doing okay. Doing rather well. I got a, a Reddit silver for it from someone. Oh, nice. Neat. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Next is the Grick. My goal, and it's a pretty tight goal at this point, uh, is to hit 70 articles by the end of the year. We'll see. I've got three to do. I to think you're going to be able to do it. You'll do a good job. But, I mean, it's a month and, what, however many days left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a month oh, and eight days? Y- you have a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, considering I took two months to do the last one, maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. Take care. Bye. Bye.